attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments made about an action star who's so unintelligible that most of his movies are just things exploding are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Sylvester Stil I mean, Arnold Schwarz... I mean, Vin Diesel. Who are you? To show them how this throws a discos. This ain't nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> What did they say? <laughs> they he wants to show them how to throw the discus. to show them how to throw the discus. Those <laughs> men are paid to say things on film in front of people. Yeah, in case you were wondering, those are paid actors paid. who recite lines while other people watch. And you know what? They probably did more than one take. If you want to enjoy your afternoon, go through all the Arnold clips and choose the least intelligible. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Get that, that don't Is don't you know the hotel's on fire? Was At one time, he did. He leaned over to me and he said, "Okay, which of these two is better that you have, you can understand less?" And he played them back to back. And the second one, I said, "Oh, that's the one about the fire." No, you can't use that. Yeah, when you but can tell you, what he says, you no one can tell what he's Get saying. Get out! There's a fire. In comparison to the other thing, it sounded like Shakespeare. Mm. <laughs> well, welcome to the movie showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling movie guys empire. I'm insane and responsible. This is a potent combination. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, special guests, and more. You can expect that in the next hour or so as we broadcast from the Admirals Club, lodged in the heart of the Burbank Airport flyover zone. I don't know who you are, and I don't know how you're listening to us now, but you can catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube as well. This is uh, There's video of all this nonsense, so search the Movie Guys Showcast, or, or search the Movie Guys or the Movie Showcast, I should say, and we come right up. And don't forget, we're also available on badtomato.fm, Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. That can also be found at wbad.net. It's a whole network of shows over there. Our buddies, the Hater Nation, are on Wednesdays, and we're on Fridays. Uh, Paul Preston here with Lee Caius, Adam Witt, and Karen Volpe. Our special guest this week is improviser extraordinaire and current regular on Comedy Central's Drunk History, Craig Kukowski. Yay, Mr. Kukowski is joining us, uh, which is exciting. Uh, We've got one film that Hollywood wants to share with us uh, and the world this week. (laughs) And it's almost one too many. I really agree with Lee. Something about former heavyweight champion Riddick Bowe punching out aliens. (laughs) What is happening? My feelings exactly. (laughs) What is happening? Purposefully chose a scene with nothing but sound effects. That trailer is 90% sound effects, too, (laughs) by the way. It is all that. Like, like, ding, 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 ding. Oh. Oh. And don't worry, the movie clears none of that up. No. No, no. Yeah, just when you punch somebody, it's... (laughs) Yeah, it's one of those. One of those trailers. So that's why you don't get any dialogue in that clip, or perhaps the movie. Or perhaps because he mumbles a lot, but (laughs) one of those reasons. But let's not waste any time in preview for all of those listening. The movie nobody's been waiting for. The latest <laughs> entry in Riddick. This time simply titled Riddick. Let's preview it. Karen? Are you kidding? I've already spent too much time thinking about this movie. No. All right. I, I, okay. Uh, Lee? Yeah, I, I don't think so, Paul. Adam? Well, I can think of two people I won't be inviting to my Riddick Festival at my apartment this weekend. And we thank you, Advance. <laughs> thank you. All right, Adam and I will preview it for I'm you. I'm proud to. Thank you. Thank you. 
Once in a lifetime, Hollywood makes a movie for people who want to see Vin Diesel in a franchise, but don't like cars. Riddick <laughs> is one such movie. Yes, the stage name that tries too hard is back by indifferent demand. In Riddick, the third in the series that sounds like the first in the series. Riddick, the sequel to... Riddick, the 2004 movie that sounds like a subtitle without a title, which is the sequel to the movie from 2000 without the word Riddick in it, Pitch Black. Oh, it all makes so much sense now. In other news, in other news, Rambo is the fourth First Blood movie, and Fast and Furious is the fourth movie in that series as well. But people probably forget that this whole franchise spun off of the Disney Channel's That's So Riddick. <laughs> Now, if you haven't seen the first two Riddick movies, don't worry, you're not alone. Oh. <laughs> but after the sprawling epic adventure and backstory nobody asked for in Riddick, a flop with moviegoers who apparently were expecting a memoir, uh, the producers have decided what the audiences really want is Riddick with more budget constraints. So, Riddick once again fights space bugs who can see in the dark, requiring less of everything to be lit. Now there's a villain that finance departments can really get behind. Once again, a pack of bounty hunters track down Riddick, the most dangerous man in the universe for a jaywalking charge in Nova Quadrant, I believe, if I'm reading that correctly. Uh <laughs> but here's the main plot. A bunch of soldiers are threatened by an alien menace, and they are picked off one by one. Uh, here's, I believe we have a clip from the movie. Sure. Ah! Well, you get the idea. No props or practical sets were harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> Nothing but CGI and green screen as far as the eye can see. But it seems like this desolate planet was created by exploding the contents from the trash compactor scene in the original Star Wars. It oozes, seeps, and I can smell it from here. I got a bad feeling about this. And faster than you can say, Dianaga... And even faster than you can reference the Dianaga. <laughs> the entire planet of swampy things uh, starts lashing out at all the visitors, spewing fluid and tentacles at anyone who wants to shoot at them, even our bright-eyed human flashlight of a hero, Vin Duracell. <laughs> the film also stars some genre veterans like Katie Sackhoff, Starbuck from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Here she seems to be playing, well, a woman. That's... Hmm. All we really can tell from the trailer. <laughs> it also features Dave Bautista from the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy and Carl Urban from Dread and Star Trek. The film also stars Noah Danby, who you might not remember from The Tuxedo, <laughs> Jordy Mulla, recently seen on IMDb, and Matt Nabel, <laughs> star of IMDb Pro. This buff and pump cast proves one of Carl Sagan's lesser-known theories that on a long enough timeline in an infinite galaxy, all societies will eventually ban fatties. <laughs> While the character's full name is Richard B. Riddick, space legend has it that he changed it to Riddick after being mercilessly teased by children who called him Dick Riddick, Ricky B. Riddick, and Dicky Baby Dick. <laughs> Dicky Baby Dick faces a slew of bounty hunters and other enemies with equally peculiar names like Boss Johns, Dahl, Moss, Lockspur, Vargas, and Santana. All right, stop. <laughs> Diesel brings mumblecore to the sci-fi action-adventure genre with a special brand of lack of enunciation. It's mumble action or action core. Actually, now that I think about it, action core sounds pretty cool, so uh, patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. <laughs> Riddick, in space, no one can hear you enunciate. <laughs> Give him a reason to stay. Wasn't hiding. That's the deal. Take it or leave it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
That's your one movie. Oh my god. It's a grand tradition of Hollywood to have a big muscle-bound star who can't enunciate. I mean, I don't know, you know, as a fan of the 80s, like, let's go for it. <laughs> I think I remember a time, and I may be wrong, because I'm not a huge Vin Diesel fan, but I think I remember a time when he actually did enunciate. The Pacifier. Yeah. Was that the movie? Wasn't that the kid movie? The Babysitter movie? That's why I didn't see it. Yeah. I think there was a time when I remember seeing a commercial where he would actually speak. What was his big introduction to the world, his independent film at Sundance? Yeah, you got me. But um, I know it was when he wrote, directed the, the whole directed, big thing. He spoke guys in is. that one. Yeah. yeah. And when he was promoting it, he was speaking all sorts yeah. of big words and whatnot. <laughs> and using consonants. <laughs> using consonants yeah. and yeah. separating his vowels. Mm -hmm. And then he was in that... Uh, that law movie, right? The one who fi find me guilty or something like that. Oh yeah, uh, where he was uh, like a Sidney Lumet film. It's or something? a Sidney Lumet film. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. So I, you have to speak in that. Kind you have of to movie. speak in that kind of movie. Guilty, one would think. Although it, I'd say, you know, he went with the big tough guy stage name, Vin Diesel. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you know, when okay, we're Larry, <laughs> or whatever it was, it your was real a name Vincent, is. and then he made it shorter. <laughs> yeah. We learned this during birthdays, yeah. and then Diesel because he was always moving around real fast. Okay. That's it was okay. Either, it was that's either that doesn't help. That's, that's still kind of goofy. Well, remind remind me to prompt you guys for my cool nickname, too. <laughs> hey, hey, haven't you guys noticed I'm always sort of jetting around? Haven't you guys noticed that? Someone we'll call you A-Jet? Jet. <laughs> Remember, it was either that or Kip Kerosene. So. Oh, that's true. But is there any <laughs> stage name that should be made cooler than Schwarzenegger? I, I, that's the more difficult thing. The Schwarz? When we played the clips at the top. That not only does he, he can't, he, guy can't speak, but that that is just the worst name. And he didn't bother changing he it. Didn't, didn't even have it. to. What he a just, confidence on that! He could have been Jet. He's well, he offered three balls. other suggestions, but they couldn't understand those either. So they just went with whatever <laughs> was written down on his card. Schwarzenegger. They were all Schwarzen long. They were all <laughs> long too. They just right. don't have any short names over there in Austria. <laughs> About the Zivadenschnitzel. No, that's still really long and awkward. You're just not good, Arnold. About the Vidalgensveder. No. You know, when we were watching this, because we watched all the previews to go through and make fun of them. But, piss um, on. Piss on them. <laughs> <laughs> In a horrible, horrible, brutal way. But the one thing I did notice about this movie, and i got to give Vin Diesel credit for this is that whenever he's acting in these movies, he's acting with things that don't really exist, and he's doing scenes that would never really happen now, in places that no one could ever really go. Katie Sackhoff does exist. She just looks like she doesn't. Oh. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, it's always like weird creatures that come out at night, and he's in front of a... It's got to be all green screen. Yeah, well, what did you say? You could say the guy's not talented, but, but he does all of his acting in a, a warehouse in Reseda, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> a huge warehouse nothing in around Simi him. Valley with nothing but green walls. There's nobody there. He just sets up a tripod and a video and camera. And he's running from yeah. a thing that doesn't exist. Like Meryl Streep. She's talking to she's a talking person. To, she's talking to people. That's yeah. unfair. That's she's fair. got Dustin Hoffman there. I mean, like, of course it's going to go well. No, this there's, is how it works. What? He just goes into a warehouse and just videotapes himself doing all sorts of things. Running, jumping, diving, and then gives it to the production company. He says, here, make a movie out of that. And they just drop all sorts of effects in behind and so it. so when he reaches for something, they just put some sort yeah. of weird creature in his hand? He's got a list of actions and movements that he does, and they just fill in the gaps. They just figure it'll work. Yeah, they just fill in the gaps. We'll be fine there. He is the Dennis Franz of, of movies, from, from my money. You compare so many people to Dennis Franz. Go ahead. Let me hear this Because one. Dennis Franz, A, is the smartest man, smartest actor in the history of acting, because he knew what he was good at and said, sure, I'll do that yeah. forever and make a... 
you know, ton of money. Yeah. And Vin Diesel has kind of figured that out. He's not really, aside from the pacifier, which I think is what yeah. it's called, he's not off making Junior or Twins or Reindeer Games. Well, reindeer I think that was, all the way. that was the sort of mo- stopper my mom will shoot year because also The Rock did his kid and movie the game that year, plan. too. They both yeah. tried uh-huh. to do their little kitty thing that year. And then they were like, nah, never mind. Well, that I was think, fun. I <laughs> think I figured out the connection. When he did the ba- pacifier, he was actually talking to people and kids and he was still enunciating. But once he started doing these movies where he's basically just putting a bunch of running and grabbing and stuff, he doesn't know what the movie's about either. So he has to just go... Again, because he's in Simi Valley and the big warehouse is running around doing stuff. So if he enunciates, they won't be able to clip it together into a movie. I think the lack of enunciation... (laughs) That's how he gets around having a script. He just mumbles. (laughs) 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 Well, we'll put it in the subtitles. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen. But, okay, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying that uh, I think he's playing to his strength by the mumbling part of it because he's such a badass in just Riddick strength. that he that he just like like uh, just he sits back and he you can't even hear what he's saying, but you just in fear. He'll, he'll still kick your ass. You're in fear. He'll still. He kick does your not ass. need the one liner like Freddy Krueger does. No, he'll no. just kill you. Yeah. Uh, well, listen. Far be it from Vin Diesel to stop a franchise at three films, but suppose that's it for him <laughs> after playing Riddick. And suppose that there are still more Riddick adventures to tell, but he may not be involved. Well, more exploits of him getting captured by people and then having to save them from aliens could happen. It seems they'd need to recast Riddick, and we'd like to throw a hat in the ring. So let's listen again to a clip from Riddick here, get an idea of what uh, Vin was bringing to the project. You're not afraid of the dark, are you? For the record, after his line, I think there was an alien. Oh, that wasn't him clearing his throat or anything. That gurgle wasn't him, I guess. Uh, I think we should audition to play Riddick in the next film, so let's try it. Um, we're going to go around and see if... Uh, are you warming up? You got the chops? Who's got the chops? All right. I'll play a clip right. from the film, okay? And then you guys just say the next line in the script, and we'll see how you do. So, Karen, let's let's go with you oh, first. Oh, God, okay. Okay, Riddick is, conf- here Riddick is confronting a bounty hunter, all right? So you respond, I'll play the clip, and then, well, here we go. I've come to collect your head in a box, right here! I... Uh, 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 <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> you can't help but have it go way up to a high register. No. I, I don't mind remember him giggling that much. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me try again. All right, one well, no? up on you. Well, <laughs> but let's see. Let's see what Lee. If you're not going to take it seriously, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Karen, we'll please. stop right now. We'll stop right now. <laughs> this is on tape for all the casting directors to enjoy. Oh, I didn't please. flex. Wait, let me try it again. <clears throat> all right, Lee. No. If you're going to Rocky Five this whole thing up. <laughs> Lee Riddick is captured by the bounty hunters. Wait a minute, what's my motivation? He, you're going to be cut loose by them. Money. Okay. Money. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Are you ready? Be home yeah. by five. Here we go. All right. Yeah, let's cut him loose. <laughs> See, he, he added a fart. I didn't add a fart. Did he add a fart? Our, no, our, no, that's, our, that's right from down here. Is that's, that a guttural that's, Yeah, sound? that's more of the... All right, I don't think either of you are taking it seriously. Adam, hold on, I got this. Are you ready? I've been dreaming for this role. Are you ready, Jet? Sending this tape in. Ready, (laughs) Jet. I thought we were going to a speed. (laughs) Here we go, Jet. Now you're going to attack. This is a Riddick attack. Okay. So watch out for surprise attacks. That was good. You, you His Riddick has asthma. Nailed it. Riddick has asthma. Well, that was that part we played earlier where he, I just. Oh, the you. inhaler. It was the sequel to the pacifier. To, as you go, uh, you have to breathe. <gasps> when you breathe in. 
Oh, that's true. That well, made sense. That was good. All right. I was well, trying. don't worry. I'm going to take all three all right, performances, put them back to back, and submit <laughs> Where's them. Where's yours? Mine? Yeah. Oh, I, 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 tough I, I, talker. Come on. Yeah. Come tough talker. <laughs> yeah. I was helping you. I was being like the conduit to get you guys a big right, part. Fine. Yeah. All right. I wish you could try that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think still think Adams is the best. Well, look, there are more films coming out this week. We shouldn't just uh, pile on Riddick. But none yeah, of them are should. poised to break the box office records. But we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about them. And we're going to do that when we return after a 10-second break with our special guest, Craig Kakowski. So stay with us. Back and joined by our special guest for the remainder of the show. He's an accomplished improviser and actor who has appeared on numerous episodes of Community and is a regular on Drunk History and Comedy Central. Plus, from what we know of him, he's a real movie guy. So please welcome Craig Kukowski, everybody. Hey! Kukowski. Good to have you on board, Craig. Thanks, guys. It's good to be on the podcast. Hey, we found oh, our hire. You yeah. nailed it. All of us. Man. Should I use my fake voice where I articulate better? Or? Uh, you can use a fake name if you'd like. Yeah. <laughs> we can have, you Most can have guests both. do. All right. Did you, you, did you ever think of changing Kukowski? No. Did you? No, because it just rolls off the tongue. It's <laughs> a, and it's a funny sounding name. It's got all those hard C, K, and G sounds. It's like chicken. It's yeah. got that sound. Is it an SKI? Kikowski? It's an SKI. It's Polish. Yeah. Total Polish, yeah. Yeah. Craig Kikowski. Yeah, it you know, it's got a rhythm to it, I think. If just Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. can make a go of it, Craig Kikowski can make a go of it. Yeah, Craig Diesel or Craig Jazz <laughs> well, you know, doesn't have the same jazz. Rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> jazz definitely does not. Jazz. <laughs> we were going to do a bit where we want to do it for some guest who has a more common name, where we look up uh, accomplishments that they've done on the internet. But it's just a, it's it's just because if you look up any name, anybody's run a race in high school, like on the internet, like you could find. But we couldn't. Yeah, Craig Kukowski, you're you're the only one. Yeah, we could have talked about other Matt Dwyer's, you know, <laughs> uh, achievements. But yeah, a lot of unique hits for Craig Kukowski. Yeah, yeah. you come up. No matter I, what I it it's just me. Give you a compliment on that, though, because we had a guest here from Open Water, that movie, and his name is very common. Uh, Daniel, Daniel Travis. Travis. So I thought, I'll look that up and just get an idea of what he's all about. And the first two rows were pictures of him. And then for another three or so pages were just these um, people being arrested mugshots <laughs> of people. <laughs> and I, I mean, they were all kind of crazy going on. There were no mugshots for you. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Yet. So Not yet. <laughs> but that I think that really speaks of the number of people named Travis who yeah. are being, who are yeah. getting arrested. I mean, Travis is kind of an arrest. Because that could name, be a, that could be a white collar or blue collar crime, really. Travis <laughs> and, and Travis could both <laughs> be committing crimes and put get you a mugshot. Now, uh, I meant uh, let's see. Here. I want to talk about specifically drunk history because uh, it's it's first season on Comedy Central. Just completed its first season. We had eight episodes, and uh, they were all super fun to do. They were. Uh, <laughs> they were, and we got some clips. Let me just play some clips. Let's run a clip. Of, uh, Let's here go, we go to the clip. And this is Craig in the show? We yeah, this cool. is Craig, Craig. As, as an old man. Here yeah. we go. Great. Whoa, what's that all about? What are you doing? 
Okay, I should have probably lip synced along with that. <laughs> I think because, that's of course, important. that's not my voice. Yeah. Wait a minute. <laughs> Are you saying this isn't you as Marshall Field? I will not concede to these people. These dirty, long haired, filthy <laughs> anarchist, socialist, garbage pieces of people. Squash <laughs> labor leaders. Squash it all. Hang the <laughs> bastards. <laughs> It's awesome. better with him doing that. Okay, it's, everybody's got to go better. watch the video because we just yeah. got Craig to do it here. In the... Oh, awesome. so now if he flipped over to the video, here he is as Hubert Hoover. Okay, we're finding him guilty, and here's the story. George, George fucking nerd, nerd is, is in, in on it. it. His brother was busted for, for tax, tax evasion. evasion. <laughs> we can get Al Capone on. Tax, tax evasion. evasion. <laughs> That so how much preparation so does that show have for you? Because you really have to match the tone and tenor. And, the, the, the and so your yeah, your actions have to match their tone and tenor. It's really hilarious if anyone yeah, they, hasn't seen it. They tape the drunks in advance, yeah. and that you know is they, that what we call them on the set? The drunks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we call them. Number one drunk to the set, please. Number one drunk. And that's who they are for the rest of their lives. That's the what they'll be known for. <laughs> uh, so they're editing about five hours of just drunken ramblings down to about a seven minute script. <laughs> oh, man. And by the time we get it, it's tightened up into a script and then uh, we get to hear the audio and so you hear it over and over and over again that's why even like running those clips I know them pretty well because yeah. I would rehearse them over and over because you're trying to exactly match <laughs> the inflection and the rhythms of how they're saying it and because they're drunk it's just not the way that anybody talks <laughs> in <laughs> any sort of coherent way and when you do it uh, do you just pantomime or do you actually get to speak out loud which is easier different which... actors have different Preferences. Ooh, I, I would see. always say the line out loud because yeah. we recorded everything MOS. Right. Mise so en Mit out sound. Yeah. For those at home. <laughs> not mise en scene. <laughs> <laughs> you just blurted out a fancy filter. <laughs> <laughs> not him. I remember it from MassCom 101 or whatever. <laughs> it just means that there is no sound being recorded. Yeah, yes. for anybody. For any of my family watching this show. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and for anybody who doesn't know the concept of drunk history, yeah, so there's the drunk people and then Craig and an ensemble. It's so great that there's an ensemble yeah. and that you're a part of it. It's really perfect. An ensemble ensemble of people who make very funny faces uh, <laughs> lip syncs along to the uh, the or, or pretends to say along with the drunk people what's going on yeah we had some great celebrity guests that came in we had Jack Black we had Owen and Luke Wilson yeah as the Kellogg brothers yeah mm -hmm. that was really fun I think <laughs> Owen Wilson didn't totally get what we were doing <laughs> oh really <laughs> I actually am a little surprised by that he seems a little a little more clever. A little sharp. That you know, yeah. I think he's a clever, sharp oh, guy. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking of Luke. Oh, no. Oh, I was no. thinking of Luke Wilson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Luke was totally yeah. on it. Owen was like, <laughs> yeah. uh, this is going to get like a billion hits on YouTube. Oh, that's cute. You have to and say. was like, do you not know this is for TV? Comedy <laughs> <laughs> Central. Hey, at least Owen. he knew that you were going to go viral. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Yeah. Best line from this season is the one with the Marshall Field, Kyle Kinane, Chicago stand-up. Yeah, he's hilarious. Is the yeah. drunk and is kind of a famous drunk anyway. Most of a lot of stand-up is about that. <laughs> so he gets ripped drunk and is in and everyone every episode someone pukes, right? I think yeah. on drunk history. But the best yeah, hilarious. Hilarious. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so Kyle Kinane comes up from puking and he says, uh, puking on drunk history is like crying on Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a badge of honor in some way, yeah. Honey, do you have my favorite one that he says? I don't. Uh, oh, sorry. What is, right. what is that? What is that? I love the Oprah. I, I told you, I love the Dolly Parton one where oh, yeah, Dolly yeah. Parton comes in, she's all sassy. She's like, I'm going to do this and this and this and you're going to stop me. Are you on or are you not? Something like that. <laughs> and him and that other dude, who are you with? 
Adam Nee is the other actor. He funny. Yeah, he's very funny. But they're like, yeah, okay, sounds great. Sounds great to us. But it was so funny. And but I'm not doing it all justice. <laughs> and there's you. It's like I played a clip on it. I know. I great. did suck at it. But. And, and there's you, and there's the creator of the show, and the, there's an ensemble that shows up. Like, there's all the special mm-hmm. guests and stuff. But it's there so were funny eight of us who were in most of the episodes, as well as Derek Waters, who created the Derek, show, who right. put himself in most of them. Yeah. Deser- deservingly so. He's a really, really funny guy. Now, did they come looking for you, or how do you get that gig? <clears throat> Uh, I th- they came looking for me. Yeah. I knew a couple of the producers. I knew Derek already, and they were just looking for uh, a dude who liked to dress up in a lot of funny wigs and stashes. You know, that's good. And they knew this about you, so <laughs> they knew that was my thing. But they also a lot of since it's history. You're very. Uh, you look very good in those costumes of the period. Yeah, you fit yeah. well into those hats. I do have a, a, another question. Do they? Do do the drunks, as we call them, affectionately? Yes. Do they are, are they given like uh, a thesis to read and study, and so they know, or is this that just information that they remember from high school? How do they? They have studied up on it. I think in some cases it is something that they knew about and were passionate about. Gotcha. The very first viral one that they did several years ago was with Mark Gagliardi, and I think he was talking about uh, the Burr Hamilton duel, and that was he's kind of a history buff. He knew that stuff, and gotcha. that, it just kind of happened accidentally. I think most of the people for the TV show, it's like, ah, Google it, you know, read up on it, you know. Because I'm lazy like everyone else, and and I, I'd hate to think that I'm actually learning stuff that's not true because I've already told the Superman uh, Ku Klux Klan story to a bunch of people. Totally I hope true. that's true. It is totally okay. true. Yeah. <laughs> Because I feel like I'm learning stuff, but that I'm just That is an amazing <laughs> thing that it has been learned from that, because uh, someone explained it to me, too, and I realized, I was like, you got that from Trunk History, didn't you? That was me. <laughs> I was like, Adam, you can never believe what they did with Superman. Superman <laughs> defeated the Ku Klux Klan in the 40s. It's like Guitar Hero. Through the power of radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Guitar Hero introduced uh, young kids to Led Zeppelin. Great. <laughs> drunk, if you learn something from Drunk History, that means you watch Drunk History. Great. <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm actually win. learning something that's not just some drunk guy making up. You know, stuff. It's you want to every, make sure everything's you're been fact checked. Everything is true. <laughs> that's, that's I stand wonderful. by that. It's wonderful. Is there anything? Uh, oh, I should say, uh, they probably went to Craig because they knew him because Craig is an accomplished improviser, as I said, out and about town. And if you're in LA, you should go and see his show, Dazariski, which uh, is uh, Craig and the great Rich Tallarico and Bob Dassey doing a three-person improv show. Three of the best in the business. I can vouch. Saw just the other night. That was this guy hates improv. I hate improv. <laughs> <laughs> He's unfortunately seen all the wrong improv until he saw Dasarisky. Well, Adam, yeah, Adam restored like, his faith. And I was like, we should go see this improv show. And I'm like, I'm done. I have tried, <laughs> and I've what? given them I more understand. than a fair. You share. can be. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. There's a threshold you can hit, but it, but Beer Shark Mice and Dasarisky will bring you anybody yeah. around. Thanks, Paul. We've seen and Quartet. Quartet is another regular show I have with uh, also with Bob Dassey, Gene Bellapeak, and Jack McBrayer from uh, oh, TV cool. and Thirty Rock. We do that Thursday nights at uh, the Iowa West at 10 p.m. Is that a weekly gig? Weekly gig. Wow. Dasarisky is usually once a month at uh, UCB and occasionally at the Comedy Central space. Right on. Fantastic. Oh, that's cool. Well, listen, I want, now that you're here, I want to continue talking about this week's movies. I know Riddick is the big one, but as yeah. I mentioned, we felt we should cover this month's independent films. So we're going to do something we used to do back at our old live show when we were at the Second City Hollywood. And Craig, please join us as we launch into another edition of Indie Roundup. Buckaroos, how you know there's a heap of features that ain't gonna make it to these parts because of their limited time in the theater. That's why I like to gather my ranch hands and break open the mailbag to find out what movies we can look forward to renting on DVD and Blu-ray. 
Blu-ray. Get along, little Blu-ray. All right, let me open up my thing here and see what's on the old scroll. All right. <laughs> my headphones are falling in the old west. All right. Here's a dispatch from Sundance Ranch way up yonder. It seems they got them a spitfire of a film that comes to the call of Close Ed Circuit. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, here comes a tale. This tale's not based on hearsay tall. It's been made up entirely. <laughs> this whole tall tale takes place way off in Ingailand. Oh, you don't say. Now, one day there's a big old explosion, and they realize they got someone what's run loose with the shot and the powder. Ooh. They Ooh. catch that scofflaw ferner. But the real hooting and hollering begins when this here lawman, played by Eric Bana, what Love done uh, once work. played Hulk, <laughs> oh, and real. Rebecca Hall, one fine-looking filly, enter the corral. She and him are not only fancy law degree types, but they once took a roll in the hay. Uh oh, doing the devil's business. Now everybody else, everybody else don't want this little shit house rat to get his day in front of the old justice of the peace, and they do everything they can to make a real frog for the couple. Ooh, I'll tell you what. Doing a frog on somebody ain't good. <laughs> I'm going to take your word for that. And the next thing you know, they got folk in every shadow of coming from hither and dither, aiming to do them harm, keeping them busier than a one-eyed cat walking, watching two mouse holes. <laughs> also, I presume there's some scuttlebutt about surveillance in our society. Because in the name of this particular moving picture show, and pert near everybody's getting their picture taken, and they got more tangled up than fishing line in a tackle box. Holy J. Edgar, this looks like a fine picture show! May the good Lord take a liking to that movie. Oh well, let's God. see here, Paul. Uh-oh. What? Tell Say here, there's a message from New York City Town. That's New York City for you folks. Gabbing all about a biopic called Winnie. Winnie? Mandela. <laughs> now this here movie is a, a real life story, but they didn't know they didn't ask nobody about it. Instead, it's based up on stories passed on down by the kinfolk and then all acted up by a mess of actors. Ooh, yeah, I'm now, acted up. I probably don't have to tell you, Mr. Kakowski, that Winnie Mandela. <laughs> now she was that color lady what married Nelson Mandela in oh, South yeah, Africa. Yeah, yeah. That does sound familiar. Now you <laughs> You are a man of history, I do believe. Yes, I am. Now, you might have got to thinking that South Africa would be all sorts of hospitable to him and his kin. Sure. But turns out that whole place is run by white people. <gasps> well. Whiter than a plantation owner wearing his Sunday best in June, I tell you. Now, all that well. Nelson fellow wants is a decent life. But getting civil rights in South Africa in the 50s, well, that was harder than picking fly shit off a bin head with boxing gloves. <laughs> I tell you what. No. <laughs> I think that there's a direct quote from Nelson himself. <laughs> well, the man was quite uh, an orator, that's true. Now, the government don't take too kindly to his grousing on about freedom and, you know, just being all plain old uppity. So they send him up to prison for, you know, run up against the state. Now, this is where the whole story gets a whole high step in a bunch of heart. Because that Winnie, <laughs> she stands by her man so fierce like it would have made Tammy Wynette proud. Oh, yeah. Not only that, but she's tougher than a $2 steak and raises all sorts of ruckus from South Africa freedom on her own damn South. Now, I'll tell you what, I'll take this damn here film. Yeah! Yeah! yeah. All right. That man Woo. does know how to put together a rugby team. <laughs> 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 well, 
What you got there, Mr. Kukowski? Looky here, word has been sent back east of a moving picture called Salinger. Now this here is one of them move eyes that (laughs) seeks to documentate the life of a real person named J.D. Salinger. He don't exist. Seems he was a scribbler with a gift for Gab and Gab he did till pert near the whole town was putting their nose in his books. But after becoming the talk of the town, Mr. Salinger went off harder to find than a black cat in a coal mine. Oh, <laughs> it appears JD had more problems than Carter had liver pills. <laughs> and this picture tends to figure it all out by asking a whole mess of people why. <laughs> 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 You'll hear lots of literary folk have a jaw session about JD from Tom Wolf to Gore Vidal to Danny DeVito. Ooh, I like him. Top tier like literary folk. Nobel <laughs> Prize winner Danny DeVito. Some say his heart done busted when Charlie Chaplin started taking his lazy to the store. That ain't right. Some say he'd gone colder than a well digger's ass because uh-huh. of the horrors of war. Some people say it's because a lunatic's done used his book to lay a heap of bullets down on rock stars and presidents. They had it coming, them hippies. Yeah, don't say. Well, I'm sure John Cusack will explain it all in the movie. And, well, I'm going to be there to see it. Yee-haw! Challenger, his name doesn't sound like a gun. <laughs> he sounds like a dessert. <laughs> he just lip synced that whole thing. <laughs> that all right, now, everybody calm down. What's this all I've been hearing about a Jane Mansfield's car? Ooh, yeah, sounds sexy and whatnot. It is. Before y'all get your skirts all lifted up. Too late. <laughs> it turns out Miss Negative Movie Star Fancy Pants Hollywood had herself a dinger in her own buggy. But it's not actually the subject matter of this here story. Oh, man. Disappointing. You don't say. No, perhaps it's a metaphor or whatnot. (laughs) But that jack-a-jaw flowing downstream about this here story is actually about Robert Duvall's wife. I like him. I like He's very sexy. (laughs) Who done run off when started herself a whole other clan. Now. Before you get your tree hug and cry baby tops all up in arms about things, we don't mean clan in that Alabama way. We mean clan like in a family. Oh, you don't mean yeah. no, you don't no, mean clan I'm like I'm not talking like pillowcases. No. <laughs> she left him for John Hurt. The elephant man? <laughs> I know it's hard to imagine, but you wrap your brain around it. But when she buys the farm and finds herself at room temperature in, again, Inga land, oh, well. this here fella comes back to bury her in her hometown. I swear to God, if anybody buries me in my hometown, I will come <laughs> back. Will shoot the bastards. I will halt those bastards for as long as I'll tell you what. Now, <laughs> this does not bode well with the original husband. And it was quite the kerfuffle for the Southern family who has to make a hospitality with a new Britishy up kinfolk. And in what New Yorkie actors call range, Billy Bob Thornton <laughs> plays a simpleton from the South. Oh, he's good at that. I know. In the name of Boo, 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 shit. Boo, Radley. Boo, 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 Radley boo, boo from Stone Park. I am going to say that. <laughs> Son of a gun. There you go, Indy Roundup. Gonna see a movie. Lord, 
I swear to God, I never say that name right. Even when I read Boo Radley or Robert Duvall? Did Bo Timberlake Radley. do the voice of Boo Boo Radley? I think it was Justin <laughs> Timberlake. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Even when I was in school, I would be like, oh, Boo Radley or Bo Radley. I'd always you go just Bo. said it right. I Is know. it spelled Bo? <laughs> How does that happen? You just accidentally said it right while trying to intentionally <laughs> say it wrong. Cathcart Towers Hotel. Cathcart Craig, that Towers is the story Hotel. of my life. That is exactly my life. Oh, good lord. Oh, we should well, have worn hats. That Our hair's all crazy, Paul. Give yourself a fluff. Do I, do I Paul, give yourself a fluff. There you go. Yes. Well, I hope we you learned something from Indie Roundup. Uh, Wait, no. Right. You couldn't tell what any of those movies was about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Salen. They're all they're all in the Old West, right? That's the only thing I got away from them. Yeah. They have a hard enough time finding audience, and now we filtered them through po- prospector talk. Now no one's going to know what they are at all. I thought we were doing a service, and we're just oh, fucking actually, off, as we Actually, of all the do. movies we looked at to do this, we didn't do the one movie that I think I want to go see, that that. Oh, shitballs. Hell Baby? Yeah. Hell Baby. Oh, Hell Baby. That, did, that does look hilarious. Oh, it Thomas looks Lennon. Great. Thomas Lennon. Yeah. Friend of the show. <laughs> what I, is met, Hell I, met him, I met him once. If you, if you keep, <laughs> I was in a movie with him keep once. Saying if you keep saying that, he'll come on the show. I'm a friend of the show. I just had to show up. If I've up. met them, they're a friend of the show. <laughs> I can't even remember what Hell Baby is about, but I remember going, I want to see that. No, it looks hilarious. About. They're both doing Guido Sarducci's. Have you seen That's the trailer it. for this? I have not seen the trailer. It's oh. a horror parody, and Ben uh, Garrett and uh, Tom Lennon yep. wrote and directed it, right? Yeah. It's as if um, Father Guido Sarducci showed up and oh, took care of things. Sarducci's. It's, it's hilarious. It's so awesome. <laughs> Keegan-Michael Key is in it. Second yes. City, uh, yes. I.O. alone. Friend of the show. <laughs> Keep We've actually spoken um, to him and shook uh, yeah, his hand. Yeah, yes. In that Keegan. case, I'm going to say Bill Murray, friend, <laughs> friend of the show. Of the show. Okay. Of the show. There you go, Come on over. Come on. i got to put up my By sheet. By the commutative property. Yes. Well, as much <laughs> as our goofy talk was about the indies, yeah. which most of those I think we, we would want to see. Right? Yeah, Absolutely. Salinger. Yeah. I want to see Salinger. But yeah. uh, let's talk about what we did see in another rousing edition of... What? 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 What did you see? <laughs> what did you see this week? Where it sounds like we got hit by a car at the end. So I put it to you. What did you see <gasps> this week? I saw an amazing movie called uh, The Lives of Others. Anyone? Sure. It Yeah? German? Yes, it's in German. <laughs> yes. And it has English subtitles. <laughs> so... <laughs> But Der, li- <laughs> Der Leifen den Otheren, I think. Unfortunately, I have nothing uh, clever or witty to say other than this is just an amazing film. It's, it's proof of how much you can do and how much emotion you can have with just people talking to each other from across a room or across a desk. And it's about the, the East German Stasi that would basically spy on everybody. They end up spying on a playwright, and then the man spying on, on this playwright decides to kind of help him. I don't want to give I don't want to give anything away because the way this movie is pieced together and the way it all comes together at the end is absolutely brilliant. Have you seen it, Craig? I have. Yeah, the lead, act, lead actor is especially fantastic, and he died shortly after completing that movie. Oh, you shouldn't be negative. Oh. Yeah, really? Mm-hmm. Serious as a heart attack. And the uh, the director has one of the funniest names of any director, which is like Craig Kukowski. No, I'm Craig, sorry, Craig Kukowski. <laughs> it is his name. Amazing. I'm surprised he didn't come up first because he directed <laughs> the lives of others. It's weird. On some shitty TV shows. Uh, it's something like Florian Hinkle von Donnersmark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is his name? <laughs> What Flor- killed Florian this guy? Hinkle, yeah, Florian something. Yeah. Florian Hinkle von Donner's. We had we had Tom Van Evermet on this film, who was a, on the show, who was a short film Oscar nominated director. What killed this guy? Why did he die? How did he die? Uh, just the satisfaction Stasi. of making a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Stasi. He fucked with the Stasi. It took yeah. so much to be allowed to make a great movie. He just couldn't take it. It anymore. really was just an, an amazing. Did you not? 
Were you yeah, not I just blown it, away? It's a great movie, yeah. And, and the way the last 20 minutes of that movie plays is just insane. And the way everything comes together in the final scene Ooh, and the final I sequence is this. just... Yeah, the the way it's all pieced together is just masterful. I would put masterful. it on my list, but I I don't. Well, it's like got a couple things going against it, right? Read. Yeah, reading. I don't. Germany. Yeah. No dogs. No cute dogs. And nothing. Yeah. But like I said, Bill, Murray's, Bill Murray's in it. Not, it. Is Bill Murray in it? The very last scene of the movie is uh-huh. Bill Murray, and you have to watch the whole thing, otherwise it doesn't make sense as to why mm. Bill Murray's there. Great cameo by Bill Murray at the end. Well, the very Greg end. Greg says so. He might, <laughs> zombie he land might not be in all editions of it, but I think. <laughs> At least in the one that me and Lee's both yes. saw. Yeah, yes. we saw that one. Right. Yeah. Florian Henkel von Donnersmark. Is that what I said? That's fantastic. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Yes. I don't know. Did you dislocate you something? Otherwise, you didn't say it. <laughs> Florian Henkel von Donnersmark. In order to say it correctly, you actually give yourself a hernia. Right? That's what he died of. Right. Right. Von Hammer. Oh, Florian Henkel von Donnersmark. You're hired. Still hired. Didn't so that's so all I saw. Yes. But that sounds like a. It it's, great. I re- I can't recommend it enough. You got to focus though. You got to you got to be. I can't watch that movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's not uh, a start and stop. Read the movie. Read the movie and then watch <laughs> it. Yeah, watch the book. I caught up on Watch the World's End. I won't go on about it because Matt and Adam talked about it last week. But as 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 good as they say, remarkably consistent in tone and humor are, are Edgar Wright and Peg and Nick Frost with every movie they do. It was hilarious. I, that, I also saw that this week. Yeah. 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 Oh. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are always what, great. What a great way to structure a journey. I mean, you get you know that they're going to try and make it, but the reason, and you know they're going to mess it up. That the reason they go to each next pub, and they're going to find a new motivation for it later. It's just so good. Yeah. Yes. I think those guys' commitment to the reality of whatever they create is pretty great. Like they're very silly movies, but they invest totally in them and they believe in everything that they've created so we believe in it too and it gives them permission to get even sillier with it i feel like it's very funny but nothing is there just as a joke mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they really believe in it and they t- took the risk to create new types of characters in the film because some of them are quote-unquote boring for the first part of it but of course they're not they're funny but it's like that's pretty interesting and then and then uh, simon Pegg's character is just a guy who's who's still living in his youth he still thinks he's 18 years old, but it, the way they use that in terms of the theme and everything, it's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. And it really is just a fun movie. Because, it's just a like blast. For the first 20 minutes, I'm not really sure what's happening, but I'm having a blast. And Simon Pegg, you just want to listen to everything he says. Everything he does and says is hilarious and charming and engaging. I think Edgar Wright is a very visually witty filmmaker, too. Of like, There's always something funny to look at, yeah. even when the dialogue isn't necessarily... It, when the dialogue's expository, it's fun to look at. You know, <laughs> So it's always funny, I think. I saw a movie, but I don't think I can tell you guys. <gasps> oh. Well, now now you got to tell us. It's, yeah. That's like saying, no, look, uh, I got a really good secret again. <laughs> now you got to tell no, me. No, I saw a great movie, and I don't think I can talk about it because I signed a thing. Oh, is this oh, it's one preview? of those si- Oh, he we signed, did that with Pacific Paul Rim. signed me up for a thing. Am I allowed to say what it was? I think so. Well, I mean, how hurt are they going to be if you think it's great? I thought it was great. He signed me up for a Nielsen showing. What's it called? Can I? Oh, well, I saw a preview. <laughs> well, can can I it. say I, what it's called? <laughs> you're not spoiling anything. People know the movie's right, coming out. I'm going to say this. Right? I saw the play August Osage County. You know they're making a movie about that. What? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Who was in the play? Well, in the play, I can't remember, but if I were to cast it, I would I would have put in Meryl Streep and Julia Roberts. Oh, that'd be great. That'd yeah. be a great version it would of that. would be great to see that. Version and then that. I'd yeah. also put in that really awesome dude with the hair that I can't remember his name ever. Chris Cooper? What? I'd put Chris Cooper in it. He's the dude <laughs> with the hair? Yeah, I don't know. I pulled that up. He's so good in this movie. 
<laughs> but hilarious. here's the thing. I, I can't say anything like specific because they changed it from I'll the play. You know what? I would rather what? you not because I don't want a lawsuit to come down on the movie guys. Right. I, don't, I mean, I want people to find out who we are, but right. not that way. Oh. Right. So, but, but go it, ahead. I, it, right. Here's the deal. You you explain what you liked about the movie, and anytime I think you've gone too far, uh-huh. sadly for you, I'm going to have to interrupt you with a sound effect of Julia Roberts laughing from Pretty Woman. Is oh, that okay. okay. Right. <laughs> I love that. All right. Go ahead. All right. So, should uh, we test that out? Yeah. Let's. All right. <laughs> no. So in no. this movie, I want that to be a surprise. <laughs> at the very end. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I we just copy right there? Yeah. You can't start. start at the end. Well. Oh, okay. So uh, the play does. Uh, the play can't have people arriving the way that the movie would, so at the very beginning they change it, and so <laughs> that makes me laugh. Sorry. And then later there's a scene that's super awesome. All right, I think we can stop. Just, just wrap it up. And the girl is there, and so she comes up, and she comes up from behind her, and she just takes the thing, and she goes at her. Okay, so that's the that's August Osage. <laughs> yeah, Canada. I don't think you spoiled anything. <laughs> what? I definitely want to see it now. Did I sell it? Are you guys going? Totally. That's wonderfully it vague, was honey. Great. Thank you. I got done, oh, and here's oh, the part oh, I can tell you. You're I was, such a, you're I such a shill a for the production company, Karen. I filled out a thing, and I'm like, awesome, awesome, great, 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 great. And I said, don't change a thing. You know, they ask about the ending. I'm like, keep the ending, all awesome. And I walked out all proud of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! I walked out all proud of myself. And I get on the escalator behind these four women with the hair and the nails, and they're from the burbs, and they don't get it. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe the language. Ridiculous. I couldn't listen to that movie. It was horrible. And now they're so awful, and everyone looks so ugly. I wanted to fucking punch them all. <laughs> None of them understood, and they just hated it, and they didn't get it. I want to go to the movies to be entertained. That wasn't entertaining. Oh, my God. Lula Roberts looks so old. I wanted to. Punched them all in the face. What were their names? Go ahead. I, know, I wish I knew their names. Yeah, we have no sign. You didn't sign anything I about know. that. I know, all <laughs> right? I can find them and kill them. But it just made me just want to say something to them. But I was alone. So if I had said anything, I look like that crazy bitch who's all uh, Pulitzer Prize winning play that was based on. And matter of fact, you're all wrong and you're idiots. I can't lean in and say that. How do you say that? You, you don't. No, in. you did the right thing. Oh, I wanted just to you, tell them Sadly, you just have to gauge in the back of your head that but, those are the people you're busting your ass for as an actor to try and entertain. But those Yay. women had four opinions on those papers. I only Karen, had one. Karen, yeah. here's, here's the adult thing to do. Okay, Punch them. You patiently listen to their argument, follow them out to their car, and then key their cars in the driveway. <laughs> And you know, in full let, view of them. Yeah, and later on, they'll oh, they'll figure it out. They'll put it together. They'll understand why this happened. All right, did anybody else see anything else? I saw a documentary called "A Band Called Death." Okay, what anybody is this? heard of this? Don't know no, this uh, it, it's a similar arc to uh, you guys see uh, Anvil, Anvil, story of Anvil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't skew toward comedy as much as that one did, or Searching for Sugar Man, which is kind of like oh. a, it's about an obscure musical act. And it's these three uh, black brothers from Detroit in the uh, 70s that were kind of doing punk music before even the Ramones or the Sex Pistols. Really? Wow. Uh, and the uh, one of the brothers died uh, young, and they kind of like held on to these master tapes for years. Nobody heard the music other than uh, a few select people in Detroit. And then just a few years ago, it started to like surf- surface in like hipster culture of like, if you heard this uh, proto-punk band from the 70s called Death? And these guys had moved on. They were playing in a reggae band, oh. <laughs> uh, and so that's kind of the arc of the uh, the movie. It's a, it's a good little oh, documentary. Wow. Where'd you see it? 
uh, on Netflix. Oh, well, there you go. Kind of music. of the new show. New service that sends uh, DVDs right to your home. <laughs> and, and we will talk about them until they become our sponsor, right? Isn't that we always say that they're the ones who are, uh, what is that, trafficking children through their service? We had an idea to yeah. advertise people negatively until they pay us to stop. Yeah. Right. <laughs> How's that worked out? So well, no, it hasn't worked yet. We okay. keep meaning to write really good versions of that, but we just keep we just doing don't. trafficking children for Southwest or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got. How's it uh, worked out? Yo, it's three dollars for the water you've been drinking. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, I do have a credit card. Yeah, Netflix sent me that DVD along with a six-year-old Ukrainian boy. There so. you go. That's exactly <laughs> what they're up to. I'm telling you. The good thing you. is that you had something to put them right back in and send them right back. Right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, that our guest here, Craig, is a real movie guy. Yeah. Now I'm going to prove it. All right. Uh, he has, with no one paying him for his services, created a top 100 movies list. Which is updated regularly and reformatted as necessary. This is a known thing about Craig for many years now that he re- redoes the list every year and kicks some things out mm. and has to make a, a, a Sophie's Choice for maybe even Sophie's Choice at one point. Wow. Sophie's Choice has never been on the list. <laughs> Not but even on the list at all? It's a at real all? movie no. guy thing. Wow. I mean, like I, every year I create a 25 to 35 page thorough analysis of the Oscars. Every nominee broken down, and it's a huge thing, and I just, I have to do it. I have to get it out of And me. eventually that turned into this show, so I'm warning you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, And be then careful. Adam, you know, every time a franchise hits four movies, he'll see it. He doesn't care what it is. If you work that hard and make four, fi- these are movie guy things. When Twilight 4 yeah. came out, I went and rented the first three and go, go so four. I was like, oh, fine, you know, you've worked that hard. <laughs> So I think uh, uh, Craig's top 100 list is a definitely movie guy thing. We got to cover here, so we have it. Woo-hoo. Here it is, hot off the presses. <laughs> yes, I'll give Latest you guys. A, uh, this is impressive list. because as much as I've, I've heard questions. about the Craig list, the well, Craigslist. I guess that's something different. But uh, Craig's <laughs> yes, movie so list. Not to be confused <laughs> with Craigslist. You know, on <laughs> Craigslist, you can also get a fluffer. So they're both almost very similar. Yes, fluffer and Ukrainian boys. I do yes. not have the fluffer on my list. Oh, all right. Well, before I can the continue fluffer. our conversation. Was that the one Vin Diesel during his comedy <laughs> phase? Anyway, go back to the subject. Uh, I'll go to a floor. Do you have Ghostbusters on there? I do not have Ghostbusters. Okay, well, we're done talking. Okay. All right. At all? There's a hundred movies. Oh, great. Okay, well, uh, what I'd like to do is just see how well you know your list. So, 73. What is it? No idea. 26. Uh, okay. No right, idea. It's not like a jukebox. I can't just call <laughs> them up. Wait, I'm going to give you like another that. chance. Uh, Lost in Translation. Do you have that on your list? Uh, I actually have a second list of a uh, hundred additional favorites. So it'd be, uh, <laughs> Lost in Translation is somewhere between my hundred and first and two hundredth favorite movie. Yeah. Thanks. First runner-up list. Right. Yeah. And by the way, someone someone mentioned recently. I said I there was a movie. I think it was like Snatch or something. I said, you know what? That's totally in my top fifty. And they're like, that's not a compliment. I'm like, do you know how many movies exist? <laughs> oh yeah. It's in my top fifty. <laughs> that is a severe compliment to the movie Snatch. Lost in Translation is very much one of my favorite movies. I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's not in my top hundred because I I've, ask I've you, seen a lot of movies. Can I ask you how you com- how do you comprise the list? What goes into yeah, go back to the, the first one. So the first one you make, you decide one what year. I've made this list since I was sixteen years old. Awesome. So at sixteen, you go. You know what? I've at sixteen, got I may not have so seen a hundred movies. Years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I so, think anything I'd seen had to be in there at some point. I'm just wanting to know what the process. I mean, how do you keep in mind all the ones you've seen? Do it is you, not updated every year. It is oh, updated okay. about every five years totally. Though if I see re- see or re see something and I think needs to be moved on the list, I will do that. Uh, but over the last uh, five years, I've seen all of these hundred movies at least once. That's oh, great. Uh, because so they're I, your I constantly rewatch these movies. That's uh, great. And it's interesting to see. 
you know, what things go down in your estimation, it's, what things go this up. This whole conversation going to devolve into this. Zelig, how great is Zelig? You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Craig, may I ask you, uh, what about Bob? Where does that fall on your list? <laughs> uh, I really dislike that movie. I think it's. <laughs> A very unfunny movie. All right, uh, now that's that's fair. Yeah, I actually I had a movie podcast uh, that we were not as uh, good at about keeping up as you guys are <laughs> with, with yours. But I had this movie podcast called Trading Movies with my friend Maria Blasucci, who's in her mid twenties. I'm in my mid forties. We have completely different taste in movies. Uh-huh. Every week we would recommend a movie that is one of our favorites that the other person had not seen. Mm-hmm. So I'd be like Casablanca, and she'd be like, "What about Bob?" Yeah, <laughs> I think I need her phone number, Maria something. Yeah, yeah we'll and that was our most you. infamous episode. <laughs> I, I got a lot of shit for hating What About Bob, right. but I, I found it really unpleasant. Is that still out there on iTunes? Like, if you do a search. Yes, yes, oh, okay. you can still find it. Uh, the good. audio quality is often uh, shitty. Yeah, <laughs> so that's a, that's a selling that's point. A selling point. We did not have this professional setup. We ate pizza yes. through one episode, another controversial one. But uh, uh, did you, you can still find trading movies with uh, Marie and Craig on. Okay, iTunes. Craig. Uh, Paul has just handed me a copy of the list. There are right. some glaring omissions here. Go, I, I, can you go redo this and come back real quick because yes. this is all wrong. Cool. I'll be right back. What, what do you want me to add? <laughs> I'm not seeing Midnight Run. Is it on here? Midnight Run would be in my second run. Oh, my. Karen. I'm telling you. I'm this, just this saying. Guy. I, well, this guy. By the, this by the, is by the a way, hold on a second. We haven't mentioned one thing that's on this list. <laughs> Karen and, and Lee are being absolutely retarded because there's, there's. I mean, we're looking at, you know, there's <laughs> the guy. And that is not new. There's the Godfathers so. in Manhattans and Casablancas. Contra- and the, controversial the, picks. The, yeah, controversial uh, picks like The Graduate. I think some of these are safe picks, Star though. Star The Wizard Wars. of Oz. Yeah, you know. They're safe, safe picks, but the Wizard of Oz is a great movie also. Right. Some so. things are said for effect. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Some things are said I, for I effect. I don't know. Number 20, Emily. Uh, Emily, you have to read that. I can't have that be number 20. Oh, I hated That's that movie. That's a reading movie. I had you to read. like Emily? I, had I did to not read. like You weren't totally charmed by the way she cracked her creme brulee open? Oh no. Her not. eyes were huge. I was sitting too close. I was getting nauseous. I had to leave. You did not yeah, like Yeah, but Emily? what about the whole style and story also? I couldn't get past it because I had to walk home. All right, let, let's 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 yes. bring this down a second. Let's okay. bring the fever yes. pitch uh, down for a second. Paul, you've lost you know, control because he whatever. Is back to Paul. <laughs> yes. But if you say that, Lee, then you know it's happening. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Here yeah. we go. Um, number one, because every guest that's on asking their favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And so this would currently have to be it, yes. right? And that Craig is also has, your favorite. Craig has okay. chosen Schindler's List. A feel-good movie, Schindler's List. Schindler's List, funniest movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, let's know what about Bob. <laughs> what do you what do you find uh, so great about Schindler's List? I remember seeing Schindler's List on the day it came out in the theaters in 1993. I was in Chicago at the time. Uh, there was actually a lot of Holocaust survivors at that screening. Uh, and it was just the most moving movie experience I think I've still had to this day. I just I was just a bowl of jelly. As was I. Uh, the last seven minutes weeping. of the Yeah. And I, I just think it's just made with so much artistry. And uh, just so much thought is put into every single shot in it. Great performances in it. I love Spielberg. I know he's an easy punching bag, being the most successful filmmaker of all time. I think he also happens to be one of the best, if not the yeah, best. Yeah, I think he's, he's also earned, earned that. that. I think he's, he's earned that. He's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and I think, again, he's a visual storyteller. Of, like, he can do a lot uh, with just a shot. You know, if, like, if he can avoid dialogue, he will. And I, I love that about him. I love the black and white cinematography is just oh, yeah. beautiful in it. Now, Schindler's List is not a movie I will I'm like, hey, I can watch that whenever. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. To... I've probably seen it five times total, including, you know, that first viewing 
20 years ago, you know, so it's not something I constantly go back to, you right. know, because it's, no, it's, it's a chore it's brilliant. to watch. Yeah. And we, we talk about sometimes, too, like I think uh, Paul and I, uh, Raiders is used to be my favorite movie. It's, I think it's still Paul's favorite movie. It's my number one. Uh, I moved Star Wars back up there. But uh, but there's some movies that, that you have to, we have to watch. It, it's almost no fun because I can't just watch part of Raiders. Yeah. I have to sit down and start Raiders and watch Raiders all the way <laughs> through. Whereas, like, Lee's favorite movie, he can watch any part of any time, which is... Uh, a few good men. A few good men. Mm. You can drop in and out of that movie. Yeah. You can all pick right. up a couple of movies. All and it's, right. it's always on TBS, so. All right. You, Craig can stay. Okay. I found one. All right. I feel you better. You found one that you Number were, uh, 78. Crimes and misdemeanors? 78. Number 78. He can stay. He likes Rushmore. Love Rushmore. Yeah. I, I broke up with the. I stopped dating a woman because we went and saw Rushmore. <laughs> and on the way out to the car after the movie, she just looks at me. She's like, nah, I didn't get it. And I'm like, okay, <gasps> I'm going to drop you off and never see you again. How about that? <laughs> no, that's good. Bill Murray's in there, so that's good. I may all have right. said this on the air before, but, but my favorite film of all time is Raiders of the Lost Ark. And, but it also has a place in time for me. You know, I was 11, and oh, it yeah. just is, just, it means so much. It's the greatest film ever. But as an adult, I have a favorite film of all time, which then lands at number two all time for me. Because as an adult, I sat down in front of No Country for Old Men and mm. just my head exploded. I thought it was thematically such an overwhelming experience for me. I couldn't handle it. I can't handle that movie. Can't when it's handle on, it. Like you watch I it at agree. home. I, I, watch, I have to walk I around the living room going, I just, I can't handle this. What is what? going on with this it's movie? It's on and it's, I'm, I'm not handling it. Omitted. From your top 100. Oh. It's far yeah, here. So well, Paul, the, you're being retarded. The Coen brothers are well represented, though. <laughs> yeah. I've got uh, Barton Fink is number 40. Oh, I noticed Raising, Raising Arizona, Arizona is number 30. Mm -hmm. He yeah. loves Raising Arizona. Mm -hmm. That well, might be it for them. Well, they've, re they've, replaced, <laughs> but they've replaced Spielberg as my favorite film. Yeah. Spielberg you know, used to be number one. You just take Pinocchio but... off here and make some room for him. <laughs> just... What? No, 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 Karen. Look again. It's the 1940s one, not the Drew Carey Pinocchio. Oh, good. So okay. So he's. You're good. I'm sorry. I, I missed. Or the Roberto done. Benigni Pinocchio. Yeah. I like Roberto Benigni. But you didn't have as is much. Life uh, is beautiful. Is on here. No. Oh my you, God. You didn't have as much reaction to No Country for Old Men as I did, or uh, would you be in your? Doesn't sound like anybody had as much reaction. No as one you. does. I did. Craig's right. No. Oh, close. The Oscars. No, close. <laughs> yeah. I saw that movie, and I remember like 20 minutes into that movie, I was sitting in the theater, and I said to myself. If this movie never ends, I'll be happy. <laughs> I, I don't care how it ends. I just want it to keep going forever. It's Yeah, it's an amazing film. You know, it's like it's dropped from space. Like, what, no human made this, right? <laughs> in fairness to that movie, the first time I saw it was on a screener. Oh, so gosh. I was actually, I was working on a cruise ship at the time. <laughs> My sister, who is also an actress, lived in New York. We would port in New York, and it was right around Oscar time. And uh, she and her uh, husband are both WGA members. We would get their screeners. We would take them onto the ship with us and watch them on our computer. Mm -hmm. So uh, in fairness to that movie, my first experience was seeing it on a tiny computer mm -hmm. screen. And that's going to color the way that you take it in. You know, mm -hmm. I think everything is better on the big screen the first time. Agreed. Yeah. Now, going to the Coen Brothers films that are, that are on here, uh, Barton Fink, I, I think, places low in my Coen Brothers uh, films. It's just all tone, right? It's just—is that what I'm? I'm, you know, I I always want to dive back into that and go, okay, what what didn't I quite catch? Is it the is it the Coen Brothers kitchiness of the wrestling thing, which is sort of like that jokey Coen Brothers point, but then everything else is just those sort of like massive tonal shots, and then and then there's some craziness. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're such quirky filmmakers, and we're all quirky in different ways. Of like, Big Lebowski is the one that never really got to me. Oh you my know? gosh! And I'm not a stoner or into stoner culture. Um, 
And then I wait, think, how did you get this far in your career? Because I felt that kept me from getting <laughs> in Chicago. I didn't go to the right parties. I'm just saying, good for you. All right. Uh, and I think that to me is the quintessential John Goodman performance is Barton Fink, mm. not Big Lebowski. Okay. Uh, which seems to be the one that uh, that everybody quotes a lot. Um, yeah, just the tone of Barton Fink really captured me. It's uh, hypnotic. It's uh, <laughs> and it's uh, it's about writing and the frustration of writers, and it's kind of like them poking fun at themselves through the Barton Fink character, I think. And uh, it's very shocking and surprising. You really don't know what's coming next. Yeah. You know? uh, no. And the the reveal of John Goodman's character at the end is just really surprising and shocking. And I think it's just got their sharpest dialogue. Throughout, Tony Shalhoub is incredible. John Mahoney, mm. Judy Davis, just uh, just a great rogues gallery of <laughs> actors in it. When I look at your list, I, I do have to apologize because I was giving you a hard time about the Bill Murray thing. But you're you're Mr. Musical Theater. You're, I love a show tune. You're a little fabulous in this list. <laughs> you got a little singing of the rain going on. Of course, the Sound of Music is fantastic, and then you have um, the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz, yeah. and you also have uh, West Side it, Story. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Good for you, right? In Nashville, for what it's worth. I'll give you some oh, of that. There's some music yeah. in Nashville right. as well. All right. All right, let's go over the top ten for everyone. Uh, sure. Yeah. So this is Craig Kukowski's top ten movies of all time as of now. Uh, ten is Hannah and Her Sisters. An interesting choice because uh, Matt Dwyer was in here talking about his favorite movies of all time, and they included Stardust Memories. Yeah. He went to some obscure Woody. He did. Yeah. He went off the beaten path a little bit. But the Hannah and Her Sisters, Nine, The Princess Bride, we all agree on I that. I mean, sure. what a perfect mm-hmm. film, right? <laughs> Eight, Manhattan. Seven, Casablanca. Uh, this, these are on my list, actually. Yeah, Karen has a list of movies she needs to see I've before see she dies. I've got this whole list, apparently, now. The Casablanca? <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, man. what a, You know, I just <laughs> watched sad. that in the last year, yeah. and that's one of those ones that you kind of don't get around to. But, of course, we all acknowledge this is a great movie. But, man, talk about a film that holds up. That film's got a pace and character, and I mean, wow. It's, it's like it could have been made yesterday. You know, really you can't have. watch that for free on Netflix. I've been trying to get some of these for free. but I think it's also from an era of Hollywood where it's got it's got some drama. It's got romance. It's a thriller. There's music in it. There's comedy. You know, yeah, it's, it's really kind of like those hodgepodge of old Hollywood studio films, and it really is like it's the ultimate testament to the studio system of like most of the time you know it was a forgettable thing and nobody remembered even making it but for some reason it all came together in this particular movie and then uh, six one flew over the cuckoo's nest which is a great film although it often just gets singled out for nicholson's performance but the whole film is good all right i have to put that on here it's a wonderful life four citizen kane three brazil to the godfather which is uh, uh, near perfect as well and schindler's list as we mentioned so there's your top 10 man that brazil man that is some movie isn't it plotting your top 10 i think that was my first like grown-up movie you know because it came out when i was around 16 i I went with you know i lived in the uh suburbs of dc so it was like me and my buddies like drove into dc to see it you know yeah it was like it felt like being a grown-up and seeing something that was challenging and you know, not the conventional stuff we could see at the multiplex. So I think that's why that's close to my heart. It was an art theater, yeah. yeah. Did you know who Terry Gilliam was at the time? Oh, yeah, yeah. We knew Monty Python. We knew Time Bandits. Bandits. Time Bandits, yeah, of course. All right, well, let's uh, move on to our next section of the the big show that involves Craig once again. A little something we like to call... Five. Uh. (laughs) Ha ha, said five. Uh. What? Yeah, five. Uh. (laughs) Be afraid, that's Paul. Yes. uh, Five questions for other guests. 
Now, uh, Craig, this, uh, these are some questions we compiled for guests who may be on their show, but they're, uh, they're not on our show, okay. and you are, so we're going to put them to you, if you Great. don't mind. Rather than write special questions for you, we just took the questions we had for other people. Yeah, we're lazy. <laughs> uh, so, Craig, I ask you, hip-hop fans were enthralled recently when you changed your name. Any plans for a future name change? Well, C-Jazz is... Uh... <laughs> Is now my name. Exactly. I just no, need no, to file the formal papers in uh, Los Angeles court. Is that and, what uh, happens? They file formal papers <laughs> yes. every time they change. <laughs> every rapper has done this. You know, it doesn't get reported on often because it's just the tedium of the bureaucracy. Yeah, well, well, the real you know. the real inconvenience is when you go to get your library card updated because you got to bring a new piece of mail and you're like, hey, can you write me a letter, C Jazz? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Diddy just wanders down yeah. to the. All right, to, to the. Yeah. I also think they hall. have to do that whenever they've been getting arrested or. They need to change their name. They're going to be down there anyway. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'm at City Hall. <laughs> Whatever. The cops cannot catch up to Sean Combs because he keeps changing his yeah. name. Yeah. Yeah. No boarding address. They have no idea one. where to find him. Nope. Well, he was called Puffy the last time. <laughs> uh, Craig, as, yes. as a medical professional, why should we stop picking it? Because your, your finger might stay in there. Oh, <laughs> That is one I have never oh, considered. Yeah. Oh. Ouch. Oh, he's Bleeding, infection. Those are two things I worry. Staying in there. Yeah. All right. How big are your fingers? No. How big out. is it? Oh, that's a good point. What are you picking? The undefined pronoun is always good for <laughs> humor. For a little cavity. Now, I have a question for you, Craig. Yes. Uh, I just want to know, so I can go with you maybe next time. What's your favorite yearly event at the Scientology Celebrity Center? Well, I, I can't take you to what? the most exclusive <laughs> what? one. What? Why not? Uh, we do have a Thetan ball coming up. Oh, fantastic! And uh, you get uh, you get to dance the night away while constantly checking your Thetan level. <laughs> I love it! Oh my god! So yeah. that's good to know. And in costumes, do we wear costumes? Yes. Uh, you will wear, really? Yeah, you will wear a jumpsuit, and you will have to uh, do three years of hard labor in the desert. <laughs> my God, orange is my favorite color. Yeah. So this is but awesome. I can to- if you're willing to do the three years hard labor yeah. in the desert, I can totally get you into that part. <laughs> oh, my God, of course. I do this show, and I can handle this, so okay. I can handle that. Craig, I actually have a question for you as well. Um, how does it make you feel that your special brand of brash T-shirts has become synonymous with douchebags? <laughs> You mean my douchebag T-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe it was the titling that uh, led yeah. you down the wrong path. <laughs> yeah. Well, this was a series of educational T-shirts that I created uh, <laughs> in order to help ladies stay clean. So I really don't understand the controversy, and uh, ladies have thanked me for it. So. And he also has a T-shirt that says, just keep your finger out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and those are totally related. Uh, final question for other oh, yeah. guests for Craig. Yes. Craig, lastly, was your death a surprise to you? I saw it coming. <laughs> there were right, so yeah. many warnings. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for playing, Craig. And uh, stick around here. We're going to turn things over to Karen to celebrate the birthdays of those who make the movies. Karen. birthday to Keanu Reeves, who turns 49, but can play anywhere from Sandra Bullock's leading man in Speed to Sandra Bullock's leading man in the Lake House. That's well, rain. That's, you like Sandra Bullock. I, I like her. Yes. We all know the name Kiana is an unusual name. It's actually a Hawaiian name. 
does anyone here other than my dog <laughs> know what it means? Keanu? Um, canoe. Close. Um, Peace. River. No, you guys no. have never Leaf. heard this? No, wait, hold on. I think I think it has something to do with um, undeserved career. <laughs> you guys. For no, uh, Jamie knows. You Lucky SOB. Know I don't know. You don't know? Oh, no, Vin, it means Vin, uh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. <laughs> no, it actually means cool breeze over the mountains. Hey, cool breeze. Hey, cool breeze. <laughs> What's and up, I cool believe, breeze? <laughs> I believe maybe that is why he's been typecast as an airhead. Can I please? Uh, please. I like that oh, one. I like nice. that one. Thank you. That was a good no, one. You know what? When we were doing birthdays, I was making a comment about, ah, oh, I don't like Keanu Reeves, and I'm going to make fun of him. He's stupid. I started doing research on Keanu Reeves. He's really awesome. You know what he said? Oh my God, he's really great. He said, "Sexy is up here." He did. He no, told me. that was Christopher. Or whatever. That was Chris. Uh, Chris. 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 Kenna Reeves has been through a lot of shit. He has lost his baby girl, was stillborn. Then, like a year later, his his woman died in some horrible car accident, and he just gives us money away and he tried to help his sister. And I like him now. This, yeah, yeah. Live in the we all got problems. <laughs> Can this? Uh... Don't fall for those tricks, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> he's just sad. Can, can this table just make a pact? Forever what? to refer to in public without justifying it to anybody yes. as Cool Breeze. Cool Breeze. Because, cool Breeze. Hey, I, I'm going to see the Matrix. You guys want to see uh, 47 cool Ronin? Yeah. I hear Cool Breeze is in it. <laughs> Pack done. Say this out loud. <laughs> cool Breeze Reeves. Cool Breeze Reeves. Cool Breeze Reeves, man. Cool Breeze Reeves. Next up, let's wish a happy birthday to Selma Hayek, who turns 47, but can play anywhere from an actress with a killer rack to a producer with a killer rack. Miss <laughs> Hayek broke into the business by being beautiful, but made a name for herself by being ugly. She is right. proof positive that in Hollywood, plucking your eyebrows will get you cast, but growing a unibrow will win you awards. <laughs> Isn't that the only movie she got naked in, too? Yeah, she got uh. naked, grew an eyebrow, she made out with women, awards. And she's also behind Ugly Betty, which was a huge success, oh, yeah, she and also it. Big Eyebrow. I'm just saying, there's something to be said and What's there. her name translate to? Uh, giant rack. Giant. <laughs> Killer <laughs> rack. Giant rack. Let's make, let's giant make rack. a pack yes. at this table. <laughs> All right. And let's wish a happy birthday to Michael Keaton, who turns 41. Yeah. But can who, play. What, 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 yeah, what, who? What, 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 Michael Keaton. He's not 41. He's not 41. Who, play, who turns 41? That's what they say. No. Who, who are they? Different oh. Michael Keaton. He was born <laughs> well, in 51. Um, who t- let's say he turns 81. That would be 62. But can play anywhere. Two. 62. <laughs> turns 62. But that, way, that would mean he was 12 when Mr. Mom came out. <laughs> <laughs> so I messed up the year, but it's his advantage. I guess it'd be better to be younger. Oh, he'll take it. No, wait, no wait, Karen, you're right. Yeah. He is 41 because I'm only 26. That's right. There, there you go. <laughs> anyway, uh, where was I going with my stupid joke? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he can play anywhere from Mr. Wayne to Mr. Mom. <laughs> All right, let me try this. Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton. He didn't show up. It's just you guys. Oh, look. Look what I got right here. Boom. Beetlejuice! Holy shit, Mom. Hey, Beetlejuice. I didn't even call you. Lee shirt. All right, and lastly, happy birthday to my favorite actress slash singer, Gloria Stefan, who turns 56, but can play anywhere from Kathy Griffin and Rosie O'Donnell's best friend to my best friend. <laughs> that's the real, that's real acting. Gloria Stefan, Gloria Stefan, Gloria Stefan. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not working. More of a singer slash actress. <laughs> Shut up. We all know Gloria for her music, but what two movies did she appear in? Go. It's not uh, on your list. I checked. <laughs> I checked. <laughs> no cheating. So you can cheat. <laughs> Breaking two electric boogaloo. Two movies. You guys have heard of them. They're like real movies. I know what they Beat both are. Street. Yeah, I can tell you the hint Good is guess. one was directed by Wes Craven. Yes. And the uh, oh, people under the stairs. She was in Hellraiser? <laughs> no. People under the stairs? No. That's Clive Park. Another one had Owen Wilson in it as a star. 
Oh. Yeah. It's big, successful movie. Days and Nights of Molly Dodd. No. Uh, <laughs> my dog Marley. Yes, Marley and me. That Marley was one. She played <laughs> my herself. Dog Marley. <laughs> dog Marley. Close enough. Yeah, and the you. other one was with Space Meryl Streep in The Music of the Heart. And also, I don't know if you know this, but she was an author. And I have her books right here. She made children's books. This is oh, Noelle, because that's not what everybody bulldog. does. Shut up. She made children's <laughs> books, and one time I actually met her. How unique of her and lots of other people. Shut up. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. I actually met her because I love Gloria Stefan in odd, bizarre ways. And I don't have children, so I wanted to go meet her, so I had her sign the book to my dog, Wheezy. Love, Gloria Estefan. And if see? you go to the video of this show, uh, you can see us in cowboy hats earlier, too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just read a little bit of this. Gloria Estefan. Please do, Karen. Will you? The Magically Mysterious Adventures <laughs> of Noel the Bulldog. Don't shake your body. Oh. Don't so, enjoy yourself uh, any longer. All right, we're out of time. Thanks, honey. I'll just show you pictures then. We do have a special guest. This is... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Karen, show pictures uh, while we wrap up here, another right. movie showcast. Uh, together, we are the movie guys. You, Individually, we are. We are. Not him. And Follow yeah. us on mm-hmm. Twitter at the movie guys, and, of course, at Facebook.com slash guys, as well as on YouTube iTunes and SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, all that shit. Thanks to Craig Kukowski. Yay, Mr. Kukowski. Drunk History is on every week on Comedy Central. Jamie Clark Elvington manning the boards, keeping us in line. And, of course, Steve Schultz for his contributions to the show each and every week. And remember, you can always find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. I should also mention, go to favormovie.com. Look up Paul Osborne's movie, Favor. Paul Osborne, a guest of the show here a while back. Uh, He's having a tug screening of of the film, Favor, with Patrick Day and Blaine Weaver. On the 19th of September at 7.30 p.m. at the NoHo 7. It's a great movie. I saw it at the Dances with Films Fest. And if you buy a ticket, then the screening can happen. you got like one more week to do it. So if they sell tickets, we'll be there hosting the screening, talking to the crowd, doing giveaways, and having all sorts of fun at the NoHo 7. So join us there. In the meantime, join us next week for another show. Thanks for listening. So no Noel David, right in and sink like a rock. I'm going to read the rest of the Craig's list while she reads that. Uh, Number 11, The Graduate. Number 12, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Wait, oh, they're asleep. Everyone be quiet. Number 13, Annie Hall. Movie, guys.